They call it preschool, but anyway. And, um, and Dr. D.S. Melissa uh, Rue uh, will continue in the North District uh, in another uh, different position. Also, will be connected with this congregation for sure. And, and for all this, glory to God. Amen. Amen. For now, uh, for us, as you know well, well, worship is about God. And today is the third Sunday of Advent, what we call the Sunday of Joy. And so I invite our sisters, uh, Gay and Carmen, to light the candle for today. And there is a break in the pattern. So we have two purple candles and then the pink a candle to be like today. Good morning. When God's people were surrounded by hardship, suffering, and grief, Isaiah proclaimed, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead We come today as people who are surrounded by suffering and grief. 
And yet the Spirit hovers among us, tending and anointing in spirit freedom, where there is captivity, declaring blessings in places the world has cursed and ignited furious joy, where mourning and heartache prevails. We light these candles as signs of our shocking hope, just peace, and fierce joy. May our lives shine with the fierce, tenacious joy of the light who lives in our hearts as we wait and work for the coming of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us worship the Lord, our worship leaders, the cars. Blessings to you, blessings to all. Let us worship the Lord. If you're able, come on and stand to your feet. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? What a blessing it is. Amen. We want to celebrate the season of Jesus. The season of the arrival of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a wonderful child. Come on, let's bless him this morning.
and give the Lord some praise this morning. Please bow your head for a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to come into your house to worship you. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way in our right minds, Father. And we just ask you to bless this service. Be here with us today. Let your Holy Spirit be full and present and strong. Bless our pastor as he brings forth the word. And let the word fall upon our hearts and take root, Father. In Jesus' name, let us be hearers and doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Christ is the Lord. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Before our Bible reading, I would like to invite you, and especially you, uh, watching us online, 
to join us next Sunday as we celebrate Christmas Eve worship during our regular 11 a.m. worship service on Sunday. We will hear the Christmas story through music, readings, the message. Come in person, invite a friend, and let us celebrate that Christ is the Lord. Amen. So also the invitation is for you to bring some cookies or any other dessert to share with the congregation after worship. Uh, we will provide the coffee. Any, any extra brownie will be confiscated and take it to the office. But uh, other than that, let us, um, let us celebrate. Let us celebrate. Have a, a celebration also here uh, at church Christmas Eve worship service, 11 a.m., Next Sunday, the choir will sing, and we'll have a beautiful and blessed worship service. Also, uh, I share uh, in the email this week, um, and you saw in the Nartex, there's some information about how to share kindness to our neighbors in the community. And um, one of the, of the ways is to write cards for youth in the juvenile heart, uh, hall here in Silmar. And uh, as a matter of fact, that is in connection with, with the Sherman Oaks and Pastor Gilman uh, ministry. So that's, that's one way. There's a certain specifications on, on the card. So the instructions are on, the, on, uh, on a paper over there. Also, we are uh, collecting items uh, to uh, make what I'm calling care kits, care kits uh, for our neighbors living on the streets. So let's uh, share during this time some kindness to our neighbors. You know, and this uh, is not only for Christmas, so bring it next week or during the week or bring it anytime and we'll, we'll keep doing this. Uh, the cars, they need to come uh, next Sunday. So they're ready to, uh, and uh, our sister, one that will actually go uh, that day visiting uh, the youth. So that's for you to do. That's for us to do and be kind to people. So at this moment, we have our uh, Bible readings, the Word of God for the people of God. We have two readings. Uh, first from Isaiah chapter 61, and the, the second reading is... Um, from the book of John, and uh, please stand as you are able to uh, for the reading of the word, uh, Miss Marilyn. Here we go. Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 4. Marilyn, will you come this way? So you are in the picture. <laughs> I was trained never to cross the Bible. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our, Lord, of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. 
They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities and the devastation of many generations. John, first chapter, verses 6 through 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have the answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The word of God for the people of God. Be seated. Thank you.
so true. Would you pray with me? May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. It is not about me. As we are coming closer to Christmas Day and, and the celebrations, right? There are some Christian congregations that actually during this time of year have a special worship service that is called Blue Christmas. That is blue as in sad. I think we all agree that Christmas is not necessarily the happiest season of year for some people. Uh, and so this type of worship helps people to deal with, with sad issues during this time of year. In, in fact, it is, it is a season where depression is more common. I don't know if you knew that. When loneliness strikes, when we miss dear ones that are uh, not with us anymore. And I think it's a good thing to have and recognize a blue Christmas service because if anything, among many things, I would say, it can bring hope to that person that is looking for some respite. And hope is a good place to start. Amen. After we embrace hope, we can begin to find some peace in our heart, remember? Hope, peace, right? Peace that will help us to ease the pain. Peace that will assure us that we are not alone. A sense of peace that will give us the space so we can go on, on our way to find joy, to find joy. Yes, during this season of Advent, we prepare for a new celebration of Christmas, remembering, and it's important to remember, that despite the gifts that we're going to get during Christmas, I don't know if I'm going to get anyone, eh, remembering that we already have some gifts. We already have some gifts. 
gifts that the child brought to us. So what do you need for Christmas this year? Hope, peace, joy. As we light each candle, we remember that Jesus brought hope to the world. He brought peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. And today we can rejoice because that baby boy brought joy to the world. That child born in Bethlehem brought all those gifts and many more for you and me. And we can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But then we often get distracted by this season. Yes, we get derailed from our good intentions by the large amount of things that we need to do. Send cards, the office parties, decorate the house, and clean it too, right? Prepare that special Christmas dinner, buy presents, buy an especially good present for the pastor. I mean, many things that we need to do. So many things we need to do, and it's so easy to get sidetracked from those gifts that we have right here. We get distracted. Once there was a Bible study that was about following Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem during the Advent season. And as part of the story, study, there were activities to do each single day. So this group started strong the first week, doing everything as they told. They were told. And then during the second week, the group was struggling to keep up with the tasks for the Bible study. And by the third week, they said, Pastor, you know what? We cannot do this this time. We are too busy preparing for Christmas. Why we don't do this traveling to Bethlehem on another season? And uh, hello, I, I think they are missing the point, right? Because, because Advent is preparation to get to Bethlehem, to remember that day. By the way, I was sad to read the news. I also expected that this year there won't be any celebrations in Bethlehem because of the war. Not that I was going to go, but we are too busy. We get distracted. We get excited about the season and maybe for good reasons or maybe not for the right reasons, but when we miss the opportunity to receive all these gifts that Jesus brought, we miss the opportunity to be transformed. We, we, we lose, we miss the opportunity to be transformed by the gifts, those gifts that come from above and directly from God. And then we miss another important fact. We miss that we need to pass on the gift. Somehow, some way, we need to pass it on, pass on the gift of hope, 
pass on the gift of peace, the gift of joy, because it is not only about me. Well, Christmas was because of me and you, you know, Jesus coming to save us, right? But it is not only about us. It is about everyone. For God so loved the world, the world. And so the process of, of passing on the news begins when we receive the first time the good news. And so both the scriptures today show us that in the middle of the waiting and expectation, in the middle of trying to find some solution for a long-delayed salvation for the people of Israel, they receive a word. They receive a word that something was coming something was going to happen yes a spiritual salvation but also physical liberation from from so many years of suffering and oppression as the people of Israel are receiving God's word they are receiving good news both in Isaiah passage as well as in John's passage, the people of Israel is starting to feeling this excitement that something good is coming, something good is coming with this good news. And as the angels put it to the shepherds, good news of great joy the good news that god was coming the good news that god has not forgotten them the good news that god has forgiven them and the good news that god is coming back and now because god is coming we can hold on that hope we can receive that peace and we can see the future with faith and joy. Can you see the future with faith and joy? Because when we start seeing the future in that way, that is something beautiful. That is something good. And that is a gift that comes from above. Although the people of Israel were captives as they received the prophecy in Isaiah, although the people of Israel were also oppressed by the Roman Empire when John the Baptizer brings his message, in a similar way, we can be captives by our problems, by situations that we cannot overcome. We can be captive by health issues that suddenly come to our lives or to somebody that we love. We can become captives by the indifference to the real reason of this season. 
And yet all the captives in our own mess and problems, all the people are not listening to the message, this ancient word. This prophecy still today brings hope, brings hope to all those who are willing to listen to the word, willing to listen that hope is bringing some change in the world, some change in my life. This ancient word is an invitation to prepare for the joy of knowing that God is bringing salvation. Amen. Amen. And I think something very important to realize when we start to look at this prophecy is to realize and treasure in our heart that this same word of salvation this word of promise of rescue and liberation that was given centuries ago to the people of Israel is still real for you, for me, and for all those who believe. Amen. This word is still real, is valid today, is valid tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, until the Lord comes back for his church. And you can say amen to that. This word is still valid, is still true, it is a gift. Do you want that gift? Do you want that gift? Please listen to this. The word is there in Isaiah 61. It's the third time that we have been reading. So they say if three times you read something three times, you, you, you already got it. All right. Isaiah 61, by the way, is the same word that Jesus used to describe his ministry in Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort all who mourn. The prophecy in Isaiah speaks loudly along the book about a lost relationship with their creator. A lost relationship that has brought them to this place in the middle of nowhere with very few opportunities for survival. But it is this same word, and especially uh, in chapter 61, that this word speaks loudly about God's intention to reestablish that lost relationship. So imagine the sense of hope that something was finally going to happen. Imagine then the sense of peace, knowing that God still cares about them. Imagine then the sense of joy because God is coming back to the rescue. That is the same joy we should have when we heard the Lord is coming. 
joy because God is coming back to the rescue. This word was for them, and this word is for you and me. Because while we still see people oppressed and brokenhearted, while we still see people captive and prisoners, not only of their sin, but of the sin and the greed of others, while we still see people under the pain and hopelessness that this life can bring, we need, we must bring the good news, proclaim liberty, release the prisoners, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor that is today. That is today. Is this year is next year until the Lord comes back for his church. This word is still for us and for the world. From a commentary I, I read, more than mere positive thinking, we are trusting. We are trusting in the faithfulness of God. And that faithfulness is the basis of our hope. God has shown it before. God is showing it now. And God will do it again in the future. That is the base of our hope. And I would add this prophecy, these words, is also the basis for our joy. There is a word in the book of Nehemiah that says, The joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and we have um, a songs and, and we have praises. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord. But sometimes we forget that when they say that, they were in ruins. They were rebuilding. They were attacked. And still they could say, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Can you say that with me? The joy of the Lord is our strength. Because despite what is happening in our lives, despite of what we see in the news, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, there's people oppressed, brokenhearted, captive, prisoners. That's the right time to share the good news. At some point, that message came to us. Maybe at this point, some of us are still under some situation, difficult situation, and the message is for you. Take it. God is giving you this gift. But once it reaches us, you and me, then the message is also to be shared with others. It's not only about me. It's about God doing his will and sharing this message through us. At one point, at one time, the message reached us. And now the message needs to reach others. It's not just about me. 
It is about the work that God wants to do through you and me. So there is joy in seeing lives transformed by the grace of God. There is joy in participating in this great work of love. So my prayer for you and your families is that this joy and this transformation be true and real in your life and in the lives of the people you love. Amen, amen. and amen. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes they fail not as thou hast been forever will be great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness Great is thy faith.
Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, as we get distracted with so many things around us, as we are saddened by memories of people that we won't see this Christmas, we pray that this all prophecy of happiness and fulfillment can be true in our lives. As we just heard and, and the message was so strong, it is because you are faithful to your promises that we can trust. We pray that we can be transformed each day as we receive and embrace hope, peace, and joy, and the many other gifts that you have for us. Inspire trust in your promises. Even when the world's promises betray us, we know that you are faithful. Strengthen us to walk with you in joyful hope. Despite the storm around us, even when love and justice seem slow in coming, we trust in you, O oh God. Help us to know your strength, even when our hearts feel weak. Help us to remember that you are a good God. Plant seeds of faith and joy in our hearts that we may be patient until you arrive, until you come again and your kingdom is established here on earth. We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and we all say together, Amen. And amen, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is good. All the time. This is the time when we come uh, with our offerings and tithes as part of our worship uh, to God. Uh, remember that God blesses the cheerful giver. And for you worshiping with us online, you'll see on your screen the ways you can send your offerings and tithes to the church. And as we receive uh, the offerings for this day, we have some music. Amen. That, that triggers our, our heart. Let us pray. God of hope and compassion, sometimes it seems our world is determined to extinguish hope and joy. We admit that there are times that when we feel the darkness is just too much, too strong. But then the light of hope comes and light our lights. May we witness through our giving the power of your love transform into acts of kindness that might be bringing joy to the world, to our neighbors, to the people we love. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus, and your children say together, Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Anthony.
and Michelle. Christmas is a season of joy. I was uh, uh, reminded in one conversation that uh, 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 this person used to uh, have tamales every Christmas until she went to college and then she was in trouble. Now that, of course, it was the same story for me until uh, we get married and then we got other stuff, right? <laughs> but also we got tamales every so often. But it is that time of year that a lot of memories, good memories, bring joy to our hearts. That, that is why even though uh, for some people might be a blue Christmas, even though many of us miss the point that, you know, we need to enjoy the time of Christmas to grow a little bit more and now that the joy of the Lord is always always our strength so for now please stand as you are able to receive the benediction let us keep moving into that path that is taking us to Bethlehem as we celebrate once again the coming of our Son, our our, the Son of God, our Savior. May the love of God, the peace of the Son, and the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses, be with you, with your family, now and forever. And the people of God say, Yeah. <laughs>